Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode... Feed us. (laughs) If you have questions, feed us your questions. Use it feedback. Ideas for future episodes? I don't have any ideas. Oh, but how to contact us. Yes. So if you want to contact us with feedback or ideas about future episodes, you can email us using ignition at sfcatholic.org or uh, you use something called the Twitters, don't you, uh, Dr. Bergwald? I, on occasion, I, I Twitter. Yes. And so what's uh, how could they reach us via Twitter if they are a <laughs> if you, tweet that if you tweets? Tweet that, <laughs> if you're a tweet that tweets? If you're a twit that tweets. SF Diocese use the hashtag ignition. S-F-D-I-O-C-E-S-E. And use the hashtag ignition. Ignition. That'd be us. Ignition. Hi. And we are. We said our, We said who we are, but who are we, Father? Each man is a mystery unto himself that can only be revealed by the life of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> which is the great adventure of the life of prayer. I'm serious. I know you are. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but I, you might recognize me as the. Uh, pastor of St. Paul's Parish in White, South Dakota, as well as the director of the Pius XII Newman Center in Brookings, South Dakota. And I am the diocesan director for adult discipleship and evangelization with the diocese. So thanks for listening to Ignition. Um, Are you a priest, Dr. Bergwald? I am not. I am uh, a humble layman, uh, married uh, for 16 and a half years to my beautiful wife, Jermaine, and father with her to our five wonderful children whose names I will not say because this goes on the internet and that's just not a good idea. No, it's not. No, it's not. So, so, uh, my poor children, father, my poor, poor yeah. children. You're, yep. Yep. No, not totally agree with you on that. <laughs> not going to find disagreement <laughs> for me on that. <laughs> and that's, that's my, uh, my, my just really, really clever segue to today's topic of, oh. of, of, uh, was that really a segue or was it just turned into one? It turned into one. No, oh. no, it really was from the start. I looked at the script. I'm like, ah, here's the segue. Oh, I thought, I thought we just kind of Thanks. flounder around a little. No, more no, no. And... That was that was deliberate. Um, well, actually, a great segue would be the fact that uh, we've just uh, we're in the Easter season uh, when you're uh, when we're recording this and when it's going to be first aired on like the Lamb uh, Catholic Radio in the area, and uh, in the Easter season, of course, uh, our Lord wins by his poverty. Right. You know, it's it's uh, one of the greatest things about the Catholic faith. I hope to talk about this with our wrestling team Bible study that I get to do up at STSU um, about um, that. Uh, you know, our Lord makes Himself weak. Our Lord turns Himself into the bait that hides the hook by which Satan is caught. Ooh, you know. And uh, I stole that line from Doctor Peter Craved, but um, he's got lots of great lines. He's got a lot of great lines, and uh, but so and. Uh, uh, as Christians, we're called to follow after our Lord, and there's some ways that we're called to follow after him that we don't always do a good job right. of. And that's what we want to talk about today, because both Dr. Bergwell and I kind of got like maybe a little punch in the jaw uh, from reading a book about this this way of following Jesus. And so we're just going to talk a bit about like following Jesus in general, 
uh, this episode of Ignition, and then like this specific aspect. And most of our time, we talk about the specific aspect of following Jesus. Right, and I think you talk about how we're follow, we follow Jesus. We we imitate him. Yeah. I mean, the, the imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis is one of the most famous devotionals uh, in church history. I think it's the most botan devotional of all time. It's most. It's the botten, second most botten? purchased. Bot? Printed? Bot. Hey, are you a spam bot or something? <laughs> Trolling me here on the internet? Um, that's okay. My grammar's poor. And <laughs> um, I made him laugh out nice. loud. Uh, it he, is one of the most purchased books. Continue before well, I, I so rudely say, interrupted you. Aside from the Bible, it's the most yeah. purchased or printed uh, religious Christian book ever. Right, right. That's which says. Have you ever read it? Yeah, I've tried. I've, I've tried. I tried. I didn't get into it. Me either. Yeah. I've tried multiple times, but that's. I haven't tried probably though since I was like in high school. No, oh, really? college, oh, yeah. college, I've, college. It was all post college for me. Okay. But anyway, so imitating Christ, following Him is is as you said the foundation for what we're going to be talking about. And today. by the way, that's like a total challenge to me that now I have to get this like read before you read it. Ooh, it is just so you know that like when, that thought went on in my head. We'll see. No. <laughs> um. So, Father, it is on. It is it, a, the game is afoot. The game is afoot. <laughs> no. I don't know if that's from. All right, it's Sherlock Holmes. Is it seriously? No. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, I know more about the Bible, I guess, than I do oh, about wow. pop culture references. There, Doctor. Uh, probably not. I doubt. I'm just, it. I, I'm just pouring. I, I'm just pouring this knowledge. I'm just pouring this knowledge. I'm just pouring. So, imitating Jesus Christ. Yes, that's the goal of the Christian life. Yes. Yeah. Not just being saved. Right. But imitating Jesus Christ. A very important thing to think about and to be aware of in the Easter season. It's not just a matter of having your sins forgiven and then that's it. But yes, I mean, having your sins forgiven by the saving death of our Lord, but him him giving the Holy Spirit and empowering the apostles in various ways for you to be transformed into being like him. Right. Because the goal for the Christian life is deification, theosis, to become like God. And we do that by becoming like the God man, Jesus Christ. And we do that by imitating him. The only way you can become like God is by being like the God man. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Yep. That's why he became man. Yep. In the Annunciation. Which we talked about two weeks ago. Have we did? So I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to mention, uh, there, the catechism gives four beautiful reasons for why, mm. why the word became flesh. And one of them is oh, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. our model of holiness. Right. So that's what we're talking about here. Jesus is our model of holiness. A model is there to be imitated. And not, uh, not just looked at. You know, we talk about models, supermodels. Oh, we look at no, but, but a model in the tr- in, in in the deepest sense of the term is something that we are called to imitate. So right. you think about when you're when you're doing art and you use a model, you're imitating the model into your art. Right. So whether it's the fruitscape, right, and you're painting the bowl of fruit, but that's your model. Right. Yep. To try and recreate that. And we also think about, I think, in our day and age, mostly in terms of role models. Yep. 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 I ain't no role model says whatever pop culture person of the day. So anyways, Jesus is our model. Right. right? And uh, there's three, there's kind of three special models that the uh, Christian tradition calls the evangelical councils. Okay. The gospel councils about ways that we're supposed to follow Jesus. Can I ask you a question about the evangelical councils, which Uh, has always kind of bugged me. I didn't prepare you for this. No. So we'll see how I do. So we call them gospel councils or evangelical councils. But Jesus doesn't explicitly at one time say, hey, you should be like me in these three things. Right, right. Does he? Now, he does say it at other times individually, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want, you're right. I wonder if it's because 
is because these sort of boil, if you boil down imitating Christ based on the gospels, mm-hmm. what he tells us mm-hmm. that this is what's, what, how, if you, what's uh, condensed, the condensed version. Of- right. And especially these are ways to imitate like the habits of the heart of Christ, right? not just to imitate the actions of Christ or the appearance of Christ. Right. Our Lord, um, but to imitate like the very habits of his heart, right. the evangelical counsels in this way, which are poverty, chastity, and obedience. Poverty, chastity, and obedience. Yes. One more time. Poverty, chastity, obedience. There you go. Three ways that you're supposed to imitate Jesus Christ. All of us. Everyone. No one is accepted from this imitation of Christ. So I think, just talk about this briefly on that a little bit. So the only people who take vows of poverty, mm. chastity, and obedience are uh, people who join those religious communities or religious states of life that follow them as vows. Right. You have never taken a vow nope. for anything. Nope. So say more about that. Well, uh, about the fact that I haven't taken a vow. Sorry, yeah, so instead, <laughs> sorry okay. So you have, you've made two promises. Well, two. I, I've made promises on two occasions. The multiple yeah. three or four promises each right. time. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yep. But I've made vows, and so. But we don't need to get into the whole like vow thing right here. No, 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 that's not. Okay. That's, that's not the point. That's what I'm looking for you to clarify what you asked. Yeah. So the the, the point here is, is that people might be thinking of poverty, chastity, and obedience as something that only religious. Right. Do. It's not just for. It's for everyone. And that's right. why they're called the gospel councils, and and the reason that the church recommends them in the catechism and other places in the saints because this is the best way for you to become what you should be. Which is holy, right? By God's grace, by like be we're striving to imitate Christ, right? But if you don't have this, it's by God's grace and God's power that we become holy. But we need to have these targets, these models ahead of us. And by breaking the life of Christ down, especially these three areas, gives us three concrete ways for our imagination to launch on uh, to uh, Jesus Christ. So we're going to be focusing on poverty. Do you want to take any time to talk about chest and obedience? No, but uh, maybe if someone requests it of us via Twitter or email, ignition at sfdiocese.org on the email. sfcatholic.org. Sorry Sorry about that. Must have been the tongue taco I ate at lunch. It's (laughs) slowing me down. That was a good taco. Um, But uh, yes. um, Oh, great tie-in with the tongue taco for later on. Oh my gosh. So, um, but yes, email us, pardon me, I gave you the wrong email, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet at us using the Twitter uh, handle at sfdiocese, hashtag ignition. Exactly. If you want to know more about obedience or chastity in a future episode of Ignition. But we want to focus today on poverty. That's right. Why? What what brings this up for us? Yeah. So- Tax season? <laughs> Not my case. I got five kids and one income. <laughs> uh, no, so it's not tax no, season that brings it up. No, I work for the church. That's what brings it up. <laughs> I was raised by a family that worked for the church. You do, exactly. No, yeah. um, a few weeks ago, Father Dickinson emailed me, have you ever read this book? I said, oh my gosh, yes. And it's been kicking my behindy hoe ever since. Yeah, mind blown. Yeah, Just so the book is? Uh, Happy Are You Poor? by Father Thomas Dubay, D-U-B-A-Y, Father Thomas Dubay. And it was written in the 1980s. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Even though Ignatius Press uh, reissued it later on, but it was originally written in the 1980s. Yeah, I read it about 10 years ago, so around 2005, 2006, somewhere in there is when I first um, came across it, or when I read it myself. And... uh, um, So, uh, but just a really powerful book by this priest who's a very 
a wonderful spiritual writer. It's a short book, 180 pages, but it will like hit you up and down and left and right and all over. <laughs> and it, it truly, and we'll explain more why later, but it has stuck with me and, and, and the points he makes, the questions that he raises um, have, have spawned in me questions right. um, that continue not, not to haunt me, but I just continue to reflect on the points that father Dubé makes as again, context here, how we are all not just religious, but how all of us as followers of Jesus Christ in and through his church are all called to be poor. Right. Uh, all, and now we just kind of, I don't want to go over that, but yes, you're called to be poor. Right. Jesus wants you to be poor. Right. But, but, we're going to explain. Okay. But Jesus wants you to be poor. And in fact, we claim as Christians in the Bible claims that Jesus claims that you won't be happy unless you are poor. Right. But, 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 but father, but father, but, but I know. That's why it hit us in the face. <laughs> That's why it was a punch in the gut. And again, we're going to talk about it. Okay. And like, you know, difference about like poor versus destitute. Right. Right. Uh, and about uh, this, vol- and, and, and it being that voluntary simplicity. Right. As well, voluntary right. poverty. But um, yeah. So maybe the first question would be, you know, just think from my listeners, have you ever heard a talk or a homily or a sermon about imitating the poverty of Jesus. Right, right. And I don't think I have. And I've had great homilists. Yeah. But I don't think I have. And I don't think I've ever given one. Right. I think I've given one on obedience. I know I've given them on chastity. <laughs> right. But I don't know if I've ever given one on poverty. Right, right. That's it's. it's uh, I've given one on poverty in some ways, like talking about like poverty with others, but not about you seeking poverty yourself. Right, right. And so, uh, but again, like, can you think of some other passages of the Bible, maybe some famous ones that maybe our listeners or for yourself weren't put together at first, uh, where Jesus talks about how you'll only be happy if you are poor? Well, the first one that comes to the one which you already alluded to from the, um, the title of Father Dubé's book itself right. is what came to my mind. The Beatitude. The Beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit. In Matthew's gospel. Right. But not in Luke. Yeah, and Luke says... Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the poor. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's, um, that's the big one that I think of. Right. And then also I just think about Jesus himself. You know, foxes have dens and hens have nests, yet the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Right. Right. Um, and so, again, just our Lord asking us for that poverty, which is just, I think, kind of hard uh, to grasp at some point, um, just because we live in, you know, kind of modern America... Uh, but we can go into that in a moment. But again, it's just kind of a hard thing to grasp. Right, right. So <laughs> I think the, the, the thing that strikes me, okay, so the next thing that, that it's important to talk about, so what is the gospel poverty? that where You said it's not destitution. Right, right. Um, Another way to look, it's it's not radical poverty. I mean, there are different... There are right. different grades of poverty that were were that only some are called to seek after, but we're all called to be poor. Right. So what is this gospel mm-hmm. poverty that we're talking about? Yeah, and it's a great question because I think there's a temptation right away to kind of view it from a, like a simply materialistic point of view. Uh, that gospel poverty is about, you know, you're not allowed to have so much money in your bank account. You're not allowed to have this much house. You're not allowed. Uh, that's why we can't have nice things, right. to turn a phrase on its head. Right. Uh, and if 
the young people right now, they'll use that phrase. That's why we can't have nice things. Whenever like someone breaks something or drops something or like messes something up. Right. But, uh, you know, so we're not saying that like, you know, there's a specific threshold in that way, but there's a spiritual quality that we want to cultivate by means of poverty. Right. And it depends. And I've heard it too. And, and you probably could speak to this a little bit more, perhaps. Um, I've heard referred to in different ways, but one is detachment and the other is holy indifference. And I think, aren't they not, Father, talking about the same thing? You know, uh, I think there's a certain similarity to okay. detachment and indifference. Um, St. Ignatius of Loyola certainly talks about this yep. um, in uh, his uh, spiritual exercises, that we should be detached from all things, being indifferent about uh, whether or not I should prosper or not right. in some regard. Um, and so the spiritual quality of being ready of being uh, available to God by poverty. Because again, I mean, one of the beauties of the life of Jesus Christ is his radical availability to the will of God. Right. And poverty is what allows him to do that. So when he says, you know, I made that quote from him, uh, hens, uh, foxes have dens and hens have nests, yet the son of man has no place to lay his head. Right. That means that he's free. Yep. He's free to go wherever the father wants. Right. And so he doesn't have these connections to things. Right. Um, and so this attachment or indifference is, is kind of that the spiritual end result of poverty. Right. So that we shouldn't be clinging to these earthly goods. Right. We shouldn't be clinging to anything but God himself. Exactly. You know, um, not even a relationship with exactly. someone good and holy here on earth. Exactly. Um, the thing though, so but I, I, I knew that before I read father Dubay's book. Right. Um, I agreed with that before I read father Dubay's book. Father Dubay's book challenged me though, that, I love the way that you, you to follow up this whole conversation right. about the detachment and difference. Don't disarm poverty. Though. Right. Don't justify, you know, <clears throat> well. Oh, I'm not attached to my Ferrari. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's where Father Bay's book for me pushed me to think more about the actual, the, the physical material goods that I have and whether or not I am really striving to live this evangelical council of poverty. Right. And I think um, that's um, that's a challenge that we want you to feel, listeners, is that Jesus is calling each of us to imitate him in actual poverty. Right. And so. so we'll give an example here of, of a famous uh, narrative, passage oh, of yeah, the Gospels. Yeah, yeah. But before we do that, just a, a reminder, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Ignition, a broadcast for the new evangelization. I'm Chris Bergwald. And he's Father Dickinson, who spaced out there momentarily. Well, I didn't know you. I didn't know if you wanted me to say that or not. There was no eye contact, unfortunately, this time. No. And so, uh, and that was uh, my fault in the eye contact. We are talking today about gospel poverty, as we are all called to live it and follow it. If I'm get, just a poor co-host. <laughs> this this podcast is going to stay with us in multiple ways. I think, Father, this this episode rather of ignition. Uh, but if you have questions about what we're talking about today, or if you've got ideas for future episodes, maybe a follow-up to this, um, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. Again, at sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. ignition. So, Father, uh, what scripture passage uh, do we, we talked about the Beatitudes, right. but what else illustrates this whole idea of detachment that we're talking about? Well, you had brought up the story of the rich young man uh i'm assuming from mark's gospel especially mark chapter yep, 10 yep um and um just a powerful passage about this man coming to jesus and talking about hey look i've got all these moral good things 
Uh, you know, what am I lacking to attain the kingdom of God? And Jesus gives him a very uh, explicit and simple command. Go, sell what you have, and give to the poor. Right. There you go. If you wish to be perfect, go and sell what you have and give to the poor. And he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Right. So obviously, in that sense, he was uh, not unattached. Oh, he was... T- he was definitely attached to his many possessions. Right. So this is a man who, again, he's doing great things. And he's, from his youth, all these things I've done from my youth, I have not killed, I haven't committed adultery, I have not stolen, I haven't borne false witness, I haven't defrauded, I have, it, I've, I have honored my mother and my father. But Jesus goes to, for him, what is the heart of it, and apparently his possessions. So now, again, though, we can... <laughs> I agree with that. I can't be attached to my possessions. Again, this whole idea of we're, we ought not to have, we should, we ought to have the spirit of detachment or indifference. Uh, but what we, what we're trying to do in this episode is get push you as Father Dubay pushed us, um, and consider how maybe you're not as detached as you thought you were. Maybe to be to be gospelly poor right. means a simpler lifestyle, simplicity maybe a simpler lifestyle than you realize it does. And I think the biggest thing in that regard, and he, he makes this point in his book very well, just with the idea that um, uh, he, uh, you know, he's writing in the 1980s and he's just writing about, you know, the American reality right. of the American life. And so we live our Christian faith in an American life that uh, lauds, that elevates, that, uh, makes as a model for us this American standard of living. So instead of our model being Christ, our model is white picket fence, two car garage, or nowadays it's, you know, two kids in a three car garage. Right. Um, and you know, this is our standard of happiness. This is our standard of success. This is our standard of fulfillment in life. And father, father Dubay is encouraging us to turn away from that false standard to abandon it. Exactly, and to and to turn to the true standard, which is Christ Himself. Right. Again, imitating Christ, and that's um, that's the challenge in that way. And you know, I, I think we're not going to give you like an easy recipe right. here. We're going to give you some some pointers of things to do. But at the same time, you know, there's not an easy recipe of how this is going to be done. You just need to start looking at this. There is no there's no book that has the answer for what you can and cannot have in terms of material possessions to live a life right. gospel of gospel poverty. Right. You know, there's not the book of there's not the book of transportation at the end of the Bible. Right. You know, that tells you like which cars are, you know, permitted to have and which exactly. cars aren't. Yep. And don't think that like I or Dr. Bergwald, if we see you on the streets with, you know, listen to ignition, we hear we hear us coming out of the car and then we see what kind of car you're driving. <laughs> and we're like Oh, clearly you have not listened to episode 260. Right. No, we will not do that. Who am I to judge? (laughs) Because as, as father and I had discussed uh, before recording this episode, again, and as we've alluded to already in in this episode, these, these are questions Mm -hmm. that, that are getting striking to our hearts. Oh yeah, totally. So, so our goal here is we don't have good, solid, concrete answers to give you hope other than the, the basic principles we've been talking about already. But the conversation needs to be had. Exactly. Yeah. You need to start thinking, am I living a life of gospel poverty? Right. And, and it will vary um, for the, depending on the state in life that right. you have. It looks um, different for me than it looks for you. Exactly. Uh, you're a priest. I'm a married layman. Right. Um, so, so depending on the state in life you have, the, the, all sorts of factors can come into play. So that's why I think that we can't make generalizations about what gospel poverty looks like. Right. 
but it's right. important to start thinking about it. And it's not that you can't make a certain amount of money or things like that, but then just it's about what you do with it. Right. Right. It doesn't mean you have to like quit a job. Right. Right. Yeah. Although all that you may be called to do that. Right. But that'd be something to discern like in prayer yeah. uh, and with, you know, your priest, uh, your parish priest and things like that. Right. And that's where um, uh, I, I think getting into concretely. Okay. So how do I discern? What, yeah. That? What should I do yeah. in that way? And I think, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. The the first thing that you had listed, yeah. just the very basic, um, bef- yeah, it's important to discern and we'll get into that, but, but start tithing now. Right. And I think that's a great way to examine your life. Can I actually make the tithe? Right. You know, the 10% of my giving, uh, before taxes, because that's what giving's about. Um, you know, can I make that? And if not, how am I living where that isn't possible? Right. You know, now some people might be in a difficult state where you might be in some involuntary poverty or some involuntary destitution. But, you know, are you actually aiming towards this generosity towards God, uh, God's work and for uh, your care of your fellow man? And that's where, you know, some, some Christians will argue, well, the tithe isn't a part of the Old Testament. Yeah, but we're probably called to give, maybe, maybe we're not specified 10% of our income. But maybe we're asked to give more, right? Than just ten percent, right? So you're, you're, yeah, you're right. Maybe not ten percent, but I don't think it means two. Instead, it might mean twenty, right? And so, but but again, I think just that idea of the tithe because it is biblical. Um, it's just a great way to begin examining and yeah. seeing, like, okay, am I living in a way that like tries to put our Lord and His mission first, right? So uh, I think you talked about examining. Uh, you mentioned that word. I think just to to yeah. be attentive, to start to pray. To have, if you're if you're married, to have a conversation with your spouse, to pray together about this, about what is the Lord calling us to do. Imagine for a moment that your teenager just drove your car through the garage. You know, what's your reaction? <laughs> yeah, where's this going, Father? <laughs> well, I'm just talking about attachment to possessions. Right. Right. You know. Right. Or imagine if your home was broken into. Right. You know. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Like I, I sometimes imagine, like okay, you know, if uh, if my rectory somehow burned down, uh, God forbid, would there be anything in there that I'd be upset about losing? Right. Right. You know. Um, I think those kind of questions in that way, conversations with your spouse, conversations with your children. Right. In that regard, you know, what's most important in life? Right. Or like, you know, <laughs> this might be a tough one for you parents. Ask your children to tell you uh, what they think you think is the most important thing in this world. Oh yeah. Does that make sense? That's yeah. 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 So like, all right, you know, Bobby, what do you think daddy thinks is the most important thing in this world? Yeah. That's yeah. That could be an eye opener. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Father, briefly, you work with college students. What would be your recommendation to them to be? Yeah. Just what are your life's goals? You know, are you thinking of the American dream? Are you thinking of power? Are you thinking of influence? Are you thinking of fame? Or are you thinking of, you know, what's the will of God for me and how do I become holy? Yep. And those are very important questions. And uh, above all, I pray. know they're very important questions. Pray, ask, have a conversation yeah. with God about what his will is. We're all called to poverty. Yeah. What does that mean for each of us? Yep. And with that, we will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag Ignition with any ideas, questions, or uh Thoughts for future episodes. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.